Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. Today is October 21st. I'm here with my OG guys, and then I'm actually here. This is breaking news with my father's favorite golfer's caddy, Gino Finale. <laughs> is that going, true? Gino? Thanks for coming on. <laughs> There's no way that's factual. This is factual. I will tell you why. We were at a tournament a couple of years ago. It might have been the Farmers Insurance. You guys might have been out there. Okay. And so obviously, Joel, he wears the bucket hat. Mm-hmm. My father, if he knows anything about golf, terrible golfer, like six putts every hole, but he loves the sun protection and he wears a bucket hat every single time and he yells at me for not wearing one. <laughs> and he brings up Joel Damon, no joke, like four times a week. <laughs> oh, what an honor. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah there's, just a, the there's not a lot of bucket hats floating like, around tour. Yeah, that's, that's kind of became his thing. And I don't think Joel didn't do it for any, like, publicity or anything to start. He's, you know, just a cancer survivor guy that wanted to stay out of the sun. And uh, that's kind of became his, his look, I guess. I was going to ask. People, like, more people kinda, start adapting it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know, you know I, I shouldn't say I didn't know, but I almost, I almost, it almost goes unnoticed sometimes. Joel did survive from cancer, didn't he? Yeah, he had, he had diagnosed with, with uh, testicular cancer when he was like, right. oh, 24 maybe. forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. about that. So, you know, once in a while, uh, I'll be like, you don't have the balls to hit the shot. And I mean that literally. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah, he, he's got a good sense of humor, though, so it's all good. He, he is an absolute classic, and him and Mark together is a fucking shoot. It's a genuine laugh the whole way. Yeah, I was, you were right about that. I was fully expecting you to be like, be like, oh, Joel, man, you've, you've battled through cancer. Who cares about this, this uh, three-footer, you know? There's nothing <laughs> big. No, no, you just, like, get a low blow in there and not to yeah he he responds well with the jabs when i tell him he suck he like there's something inside of him that wants to prove me wrong so it's very odd most people i would be fired in like 30 seconds you know if if he hits one to like 10 feet i'll hand him his puttering a nice par and uh it it like fuels him a little bit i think chess i did that we were playing with chess and hadley not too long ago he goes did you just tell him nice par yeah, he goes, I would fire you on the spot. I'm like, sorry, that's that's what Joel likes. So I mean, that, that has to it has to help because correct me if I'm wrong, but you've you've known each other, you've been acquainted for you know with each other for quite a few years now, correct? Yeah, uh, since Joel was probably oh I don't know maybe ten to twelve years old, and uh, you know I'm like four years older than he is. Um, so we've been around and we've only, you know, uh, became, uh, really good friends, you know, post college. And then, uh, this is the start of my seventh season working for him. Yeah. So for the, for the people just listening and don't really know, aren't as familiar, do you mind giving us like a two or three minute bio, of just the start, if you played golf, if you just wanted to caddy the whole time and how you got to where you are now? Sure. So, um, I was a decent golfer. Um, growing up, um, Joel was always the kid to beat, even though he was four years younger than me. Um, 
but uh, I went to the University of Idaho through the professional golf management program there uh, to be a class A pro. I graduated uh, out of the program, was working uh, kind of up in Reed's neck of the woods at Sahali Country Club in Seattle area. Oh, yeah. Of course, for those who don't know, unbelievable. One of the most underrated major championship golf courses of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a good spot. I was uh, very fortunate to be able to work there. And uh, I was there at the same time Joel was uh, in the Seattle area doing his thing at UW. And uh, we hung out uh, here and there. We didn't live too far from each other. And uh, I think I might have bought him beer or something, contributing to minors. Can I get in trouble for that now? I don't know. Maybe the statute of limitations has ran out on that. We'll say Um, But uh, So we we were kind of always buddies and – um he was trying to make it onto the canadian tour shortly after that and he finally did and actually played up there for five years and we always kept in touch and he'd come back to lewiston clarkston when uh he had breaks because that's where you know he grew up and his uh, dad still lived and uh, so we'd play together when he'd come home and um one week he was home getting ready we played for a couple weeks together uh He's getting ready to go start his, uh, I think it was the 2014 season on the McKinsey Tour. And he goes up and he wins the first two events, I think, and then finish like second and the third and maybe wins the fourth. Like he locked up the money list in the first few weeks. So he knew he was going to uh, get onto the web.com tour from there. And I started talking to my wife. I knew he was going to need a caddy. And I had a decent job uh, at the time. I, I had left the, the golf business and uh, was doing something different back in Lewiston. And uh, talking to my wife, I was like, can I, I really want a caddy for Joel. I had this whole email, like a letter written to him applying to, you know, it was, I made it more formal than it probably needed to be, but I wanted him to take it seriously. Um. So I waited until the last event of the season was over and he finished number one on the money list in the Kinsia tour. And I sent him an email and he wrote me back or, you know, he called me, you know, uh, a couple of days later. And he's like, you really want to do this? He's like, you're not going to make any money. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I think it's, it's something I want to do though. So I, you know, I, I wasn't making a ton of money. My job I was making like 55,000 sitting behind a computer in uh, Lewiston, Idaho. And, I quit and um, went on the road on the web tour with Joel. And I think I lost money for two years. So I'm still trying to dig myself out of that hole, but uh, no, it's been, uh, it's been worth it. It's been a, a hell of a, hell of a ride for the last six seasons. Well, kudos to I'll tell you, dude, Mark, Mark and Joel, for those listening are, are very good friends. So Huff and Joel Dahman are very good friends and, Gino and I, especially I feel throughout the fall, um, have played a lot of practice rounds together, whether it be in the U.S. Open or yeah. uh, EA, when I, you know, whatnot. And, and Gino and I have had you got to know each other. It's it's dude, it's fun. It's fun getting it's fun getting to know people and creating friendships and you know really letting it kind of live throughout the golf course. Yeah, no, it's been say, good. Yeah, they're good kudos buddies. to you for uh, running that by your wife. <laughs> yeah um, well with, if if i was in her shoes like looking back 
I don't know how we survived on what we did. You know, she works full time, uh, but we just we had a newborn son at the time too, and for me to just up and leave for thirty weeks and uh, lose money on a weekly basis, I would have told her to get her ass home and get a real job immediately. So the fact that she let me stick with it for a couple years, uh, I got a good one. Yeah, and I wasn't going to get into it yet, but uh, we got to bring up uh, your, you know, slightly viral tweet about a little anniversary poem to the, to the wifey there. <laughs> yeah, they're... Uh, I that was uh, I've kind of written the, I always, it started uh, I don't know maybe in high school for my mom I would always write her like Mother's Day poems or something like that because I'm I'm a cheap ass and I don't want to buy, <laughs> buy anything so I'm like hey, I'll, they just appreciate that. I'll just write her something witty and funny so I started that and uh, I I wish I could track them all down and like put them together in something because they're just uh, you know in random locations. All over you've, the place. You've amassed yeah. quite a quite a portfolio. Of yeah, uh, maybe uh, yeah, thirty or forty of them out there somewhere. But like, uh, you need to sell them off to Hallmark or something. I think I could. It might be. Uh, they're, I don't know if they're all PG or G rated that uh, they would require. But yeah, let's just. I'll, I'll read one of my favorite lines here. Of the oh boy, <laughs> I don't know which one you've got, but go for it. Um, it says, uh, "We put our genitals together and made a kid. He's kind of a zoo." but I'm sure glad we did. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's factual. On what a nice story. What a nice story. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. I don't know. I don't have anything to say to that. <laughs> Cheers. It's pure poetry. Like there's nothing else to say about it. It's beautiful and it's art. It's art. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, I, I guess that's one thing you can call it. Yeah. going along the same lines like he was saying it's it's all based on your social media following and you've now you're one of the bigger followers on social media in the golf world now I feel like I've seen the last couple of years but it's sort of really starting to blow up have you always been like a big big on Twitter or just the last couple of years because we're trying well, to get well, in the game since I've joined Twitter I, I personally have always really liked it and since I've started it I uh, I don't know. I've probably, you know, obviously started with started with nothing, but uh, but I've always enjoyed doing it, and then it kind of has gotten spread out. I don't tweet a lot, but I feel like when I do, I try to make it quality. Um, I try not to tweet while I'm drinking either, because it's usually not quality. So I stay away from that. Although sometimes that could be entertaining. Oh, I, don't know. I dude. I'll tell you what, Gino, Gino is one of the most sneakily funny people out there, man. It's fucking <laughs> Yeah, so I, uh, when I, if I think something's funny, uh, I usually run it by a few people before I post it. And I always try to get wife approval. And then uh, my Aaron Fleener is uh, another one I bounce stuff off of. No, oh, he's a classic. Yeah, JT Poston's caddy for those who don't know Fleener. So, I mean, another another funny guy. I, I mean, did you think it was going to be funny um, when just recently at Wingfoot when you were looking uh, for housing and yeah, you know, well, what, what happened there? That was a that was quite the. I was. Do you want me to tell the story really fast? Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So uh, 
it actually goes back to the previous year. We were out in Long Island uh, at the PGA Championship at Bethpage. And when I got there, I had reserved an Airbnb for my dad and Joel's coach and one of my best friends from college. We were all staying in this house together. Well, the guy that we were staying with canceled on me last minute. And he's like, sorry, you can't come. And I was so angry. And I, we ended up having to rent a house for almost $3,000 uh, that was completely unfurnished. We had to go buy air mattresses. And I was, I was so mad because uh, I know he just turned around and rented it to somebody else for more money because I, I booked it way in advance for really cheap. And um, so when I land back in New Jersey this year for the U.S. Open, as soon as I take my phone off airplane mode, I have a message from my wife saying your Airbnb canceled on you. And I'm like, <laughs> no, this is not happening again. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what it is about New York and canceling Airbnbs, but I was furious. And I'm a pretty handy guy around the house. I like to fix things and uh, I can do most stuff, right? Yeah. So uh, she's like, there's been an emergency at the place. Uh, you can't stay there this week and I'm like fuck that I'm staying there and I was like listen so I wrote her back and I was like no unless this place burnt to the ground there's no emergency that I can't stay there <laughs> like, I was if like it's still standing then what's the problem yeah if there's six inches of water on the floor that's fine I will wade through it and you know I'm sleeping elevated on a bed so we're good like I'm staying at this place so I had the address still so I get in my car and start driving and she calls me and she's like, no, please don't come to the place. I'm like, what is the emergency? And she never really does tell me, but she's like, give me 24 hours. I will pay for your hotel for the night. Um, but you can check in Tuesday. How about that? And I'm like, all right, I appreciate that. You're willing to pay for it. We'll work out the, there's there in my head, there had to be some legit emergency if she was willing to pay for a hotel for me. So uh, I pulled over on the side of the road and I was, I was almost uh, to the house already. So I just uh, typed in my Google maps, you know, hotels near me and that one popped right up. And so I just called him and I was like, do you have any vacancy? And he said, yeah, hundred dollars, come on over. And I walked in and uh, you, you guys saw the video. <laughs> so is the moral of the story, you should have taken advantage of uh, this lady's offered. <laughs> and found a better place. 100%. She was like, there's a Hilton not far away. And I was like, uh, you're, no. You're just tired and wanted to get some. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I'm, you know, I've caddied on the web.com tour for two years. Like a dirty, dirty hotel doesn't really scare me. And I've stayed at some bad stuff. There's some but, special spots out there. Finley Lake, New York. There's some special spots. <laughs> there uh there definitely is i've stayed in a lot of 1999 red roof 1999 or night red roof ends and oh they're, they're, they're some bad ones game one final uh sorry game two final of the uh mlb finals 6-4 raise all right wow. nicely done i'm gonna have a happy roommate tonight right, series one-to-one -one. so for anyone who didn't see that video that gino posted um, there's some very, you know, drywall, you know, bullet holes, whatever. The sink was falling apart. Um, the, there was, seemed to be leaks in the ceiling, but the big one is, I don't know if it was true or not, but it looked like maybe some blood splatter. Do you feel like 
you're affiliated somehow in a, in a that homicide. Was, that was the funniest <laughs> fucking part of the whole video. And he took his hand. Like, you got some blood sweater right here. <laughs> I fucking lost it. Yeah, that, uh, I, you know, I don't know what was, uh, what any of the stuff actually was, but in my head, it made for a good story. So I just kind of went with it in the video. Um, so I, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it was blood. I didn't taste it. Could have been, uh, ketchup. ketchup. <laughs> Somebody got a little carried away with their Heinz 57 and, and then the good, the, the good part was I, I heard you had some pretty loyal followers who were reaching out saying, hey, Joel, or sorry, hey, Gino. No, you're you, good. You got a place to, to stay if you want it. Yeah, I did. I had a lot of people reach out and like, hey, I've got a whole basement, you know, right on the golf course. The whole thing's yours. You can have my car. Like, people were really, people were really cool. Unfortunately, I, I still did end up staying at the Airbnb. It worked out great. Uh, it was a great location. And, uh, no, it it turned out to be perfect and got a million hits on Twitter. So uh, I made I entertained somebody anyway out there. That was absolutely hysterical. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I remember we we were playing. We we played that next day in a practice. Yes. And dude, I I was fucking my my father sent it to me because he was shitting himself. That's laughing. right. You told me that. Like, what is this? I fucking I lost it. Yeah, we, you and I, Reed, had to get off the golf course early because I had to do another. Somebody wanted me to come on their like radio show or something. Right, I remember local that. radio show and talk about it. So, for those who yeah. haven't seen it, I'm just seeing now. Well, first of all, you can follow him. It's at Gino Benali. Is it Benali or Benali? Benali. Yeah, Benelli. you got it. Thirteen point six thousand likes and three thousand retweets. <laughs> that was a, that was probably my most popular. Yeah. <laughs> you guys you guys are gonna have to start running clinics so we could sign Reed up for how to get involved in social media. I mean Reed's a young guy. He should be like right up there. Just well if he starts staying at uh CD motels every week, he uh he could probably get a pretty good following. Hey, well I will tell you that the weekend of the uh PGA championship in San Francisco, Ed Elton, uh Sebastian's Kaplan, Sebastian Kaplan's caddy and I he was in town just hanging out. We stayed at the uh, the old surf motel down by the water. Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> Those little dive motels in San Francisco are unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, I can imagine. There's some good ones out there. So, yeah, we uh, as caddies have got to experience uh, a lot of different stuff around the country. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we were just talking about what the World Series. Um, I know you're an Atlanta Braves fan. Um, I believe. Well, it's. I was. I'm actually. I was wondering because Braves were always my favorite team growing up, but I, I have kind of been out of baseball for a long time. I really. Okay. I, but uh, yeah, the you know Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin, Chipper Jones, that that era. It was the Braves were definitely, and I would still call them my favorite team, but uh, my uh, my Brave knowledge has been lacking for the last 20 years, that's for sure. Okay, so not as emotionally invested as maybe you used to be, so it didn't, it didn't hurt that much losing. No, in fact, in fact, uh, I was kind of happy to see that Max Homo was able to get JT Poston's Twitter account for 24 hours because that made that series <laughs> worth it for me. 
that was pretty i don't know if you guys followed that a lot or at all but uh, that was pretty good they had a little side bet between the two of them uh loser uh, or the winner got to take the other one's twitter account over for 24 hours so yeah i God. saw that and homa took uh, no prisoners Fleener, Fleener and Jason are two are two of the most underrated like caddy player combo in the, in the, in the, in the, they're yeah, they're pretty good. So. Was it Fleener who sang like introducing Poston at the Zurich a couple years yes, ago? It was. He's such a good singer and uh, he kills it with the ladies because he has that talent. He's always hitting up karaoke bars. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Yeah. That's awesome. And he, he always goes to Garth and uh, he kills it. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, I know, uh, well, your guy, Joel, he's, he's one of the best interviews in golf. We know he's had some great one-liners. And one of the ones that came out recently was him saying that he'd rather just make one and a half million for the next 12 years than actually win one and be out. And I, I thought that was like a great thing to say. I don't know how true it necessarily is i feel like it is true i don't know if you think the same thing but does it help him on the course to almost have that mindset of just keep grinding out top 15s top 10s and not get so upset yeah. if you don't? good question i don't know if it if it helps him or not i do think it's true i don't, I don't really think he gives a sh excuse my language about being in the spotlight at no, all we don't, we let, we let, that's all good here bro. gino we don't fucking <laughs> swear on this podcast <laughs> sorry um, uh, no, the, the stress, the only stressful part, at least for me is, you know, we have a good season and then the, one week later you hit the reset button, you got to do it again. Um, uh, you know, we just started up here and I'm like looking and we've got like 12 points. I'm like, mm, can we go ahead and get to 350 points rather quickly? Cause yeah, I mean, but, uh, if you can, if you can guarantee that, uh, 1.5, 1.7, uh, dollar figure for the next 12 years like you said uh, yeah sign me up i'm i'm with him so uh, I, he, joel's obviously uh very very good and he is going to win um but i think he's just said that as as a generalization like if some if he could just go ahead and lock that in and had an option to do that i think he probably would Dude, you know for some that don't realize there's a, there's some guys on tour that are out there a long fucking time that win a few times here and there and they're just they're, they're so good but they're just so steady yeah. and you know, like a guy like Bill Dahman or you look at the dude how many times has Cameron Tringali finished to like 80 to 100th on the money list 13 yeah. you know but dude, that, that, he's still so good you know at that point you're almost like yeah this guy is for sure inside the top 75 mm -hmm. because he's just consistent yeah. you know you know there's guys that you can be you can be so good and that's that's i think that's kind of a, a point to how good these guys are on tour you know you, you can be so good and just and finish top 10 every week or top 20 every week yeah and uh i think and joel yeah, joel's upside's really high you know we've uh we've had some had some really good finishes and i i do think uh we'll get in that winner circle uh sooner than later and uh but uh, again if he, if you can give uh, him a million and a half to two million bucks 100 percent, lock him in yeah, i was <laughs> gonna say until you win two million a year is not bad yeah exactly yeah so was, uh, 
Is Joel the only one you've prof- caddied professionally for? Yeah, uh, I've had a – Joel's been injured a couple times, and I've filled in for other guys randomly here and there, but uh, more than – that's not more than one week here and there. So, yes, that's yeah. the answer. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, uh, before we get to the second half talking about this week and stuff, I know we always like to have a little halftime shout out our sponsors. So I'll uh, shoot it to Reed and Nolan who uh, can give you the info. Go Go ahead. Go ahead, Nolan. I said go ahead, Reed. (laughs) Uh, Troubles of quarantine. I I broke up there. Hello, I'll go ahead and start it. Uh, shout out to CD Design, Tommy Dodge Design, uh, clothing out in California. Um, always wearing the shirts. Uh, check them out. And he does any kind of uh, specific design you want. Just tell me what you want. He'll create it. Uh, out to former cars in Columbus, Ohio, where I am uh, right now. Uh, he with uh, Chris Reliac creates uh, actually some pretty cool like 1970s, 1980s replica, like Cobras, Mustangs, um, all sorts of like old, old school, uh, old school cars. And then now uh, to Surf and Turf in California, supplying my hats, uh, saying thank you to them. Um, if you are interested in any Surf and Turf gear, they create some pretty cool designs, uh, whether it be like simple or whether it be complicated and kind of designing more. Uh, surfandsurfgolf.com. If you have an interest in them and you want to get something, there's a little uh, 15% off code for you. R Martin 15, or sorry, Reed Martin 15 at uh, surfandsurf.com. Go into their shopping cart, type that code in, and 15% off. Uh, other than that, to you guys at the podcast, thank you very much. Always great bullshit with you guys, having fun and uh, making laughter. Yeah, and with that, uh, I'll take it off here with our podcast sponsor, uh, Sticks Golf. You know, great company. Uh, they make really good-looking, modern, matte black, cool finish. All the clubs you need, a great starter set. Um, they're, they're local, too. And they're running a, a sale on top of their kind of beginning sale where you can get $50 off um, a set with the promo code fall golf um when that runs out actually tonight um you can also use our promo code stadium 99 and that will give you get you an additional discount on the sale they're already running so really cool um company make really cool clubs they're local they're a great partner to have and we're um happy to happy to be with them so what say you, Zach? What are we up to? Yeah, awesome. I mean, you guys could check those out. We're going to have the links in the bio, so should be easy. We're going to have the promo codes as well. But let's get into it. This week, we're at the Zozo Championship, not in Japan this year. It's going to be at Sherwood Country Club. We got our guys Joel out there. We got our guy Hubs out there. What are you guys thinking about the course about this week? Um, no, Sherwood's sure like it. Typically, like an old country club. So, Gino, give us the fill. So, it's a little bit softer than last week. Uh, high uh, value in approach shots and finding the fairway off the tee this week. Um, it's not overly long, but uh, there's some spots that are pretty gnarly around the green. So, 
Um, you know, like Green was saying, a little bit more old school. There are, there are some slopes that you can use around here similar to last week, but uh, Green's a lot smaller, a uh, little softer. Um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a mid iron contest, I think, this week. Um, which striking affair. Exactly, which suits. Uh, you know, look at the history of the guys who have won out here. They're not uh, not the longest hitters necessarily. Um, so that brings brings my man Joel Damon into the picture. Let's go. Fucking go. <laughs> that would be so, quite quite the no, week. Yeah, it, uh, just you don't you don't have to bomb it. There's a, uh, in fact, I think there's a lot of holes where guys uh, longer hitters will not be hitting drivers on, um, which is, and Joel hits driver everywhere always because he drives it so well. Um, so I think that uh, it's kind of an advantage for him to get it up there even a little bit further than some of your longer guys that are hitting less club off the tee. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, this I, is one of the most fun courses to watch, at least for me, because there's the five par fives that are all, like, easily reachable in two, which I think most people will assume that it'll help the Bombers. But I think it doesn't, because everyone on the PGA Tour could still hit it pretty damn far. And they You're right. It in two, so it really helps out the shorter hitters, because they'll do well in the yes. par fours, par threes. Yeah, we can get to – so today was the first time we had played the front nine, and I didn't think we could get to number five. And we only had like 235 front edge. We was a little bit downwind today, but uh, we can we can get to all of them. So, uh, yeah, that, that bodes well. Yeah, Joel, probably a solid pick this week. And not to toot our own horn, but if you come on the From the Back Tees podcast, all of a sudden, things start looking up as of late. You know, we've like had a, a lot of good uh, bumps. So, it a is lot of people winning. That's the people have had after they've been on. Well, love that. Those, uh, I'll stay on all night long if I need to. We can't pick winners, though. We have, like, one right pick in, like, 80 weeks of this podcast. But when the people <laughs> come on, then they win. Yeah, well, uh, if, I'm, if I'm picking winners, I, you know, obviously I well, – I think we're going to have a good week, and I hope we have a good week. But uh, I'll, uh, that's kind of lame to pick my own guy. Um, but how good is Xander Shoffley right now? Dude, I've been saying that for fucking ever. I, I mean, that guy's something. He he hits it like, I don't know, like Colin Morikawa and puts it better. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's and, unreal. You know, you know what's awesome about Xander? Is he is a downright good fucking dude. He is a great guy. I really, really enjoy Xander. He's always friendly and this guy he's awesome. Nice awesome. Guy. Yeah. Yep. Both good people. So if I'm being lame and uh, if I'm allowed to pick chalk, let's go into our picks. Going. And one of the rules we always have is you can't pick your guy anyways, because obviously oh. you pick your guy. So now you yeah. pick for second. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I'll take Joel Damon for second place then. How's that? No, Joel Damon for first. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you couldn't pick your guy. No, you can't pick your guy. We skip your guy. Like, obviously, we can't oh, okay. re-pick. Um, so, fire him. so I'm, I'm, I'm making two picks, a first and second place? Exactly. Oh, it, it, it's already – it's like it's – like, It's assumed no, you would pick Joel. Uh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. But when gotcha. Joel listens to the pod and he's like, my own caddy is picking someone to beat me, <laughs> and then you're fired because of us. I, I, don't, I don't think – 
I don't think Joel would be mad at me for picking Xander in that place in, in first. I think uh, he might be making the same pick. So the quick, quick little funny story. We played uh, our rookie year on tour. We were paired with Xander in Memphis. And uh, I think we were, we might've even be, been beating Xander on, it was like Friday afternoon or something, but Joel looks at me and he goes, he's way better than me. <laughs> Xander is. Yeah, he's really Dude, good. He is. I'm fucking believable. The guy got nothing. He's been so yeah. close in so many majors. It's incredible. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's a special talent. Yeah. Reed, who's uh, your pick this week? You know, I uh, I've kind of been motoring between a couple of people who are uh, younger. Um, who have been playing solid golf for a long time that are waiting to break out again because they have broken out before. And that is in the likes of Sebastian Munoz and Tyler Duncan. Um, and I think I, this week I'm going to go with Sebastian Munoz. Uh, good, good driver off the tee. Uh, pretty calm player. He likes to hit it to 20 feet and makes a lot of 20-footers. And uh, – I think this week that suits it well, and I think I'm going to go Sebastian Munoz. I like it. Nolan? I do like that. Um, there's a lot of good players out there. Um, whoo, wow. Like, I love Webb Simpson. I like Patrick Cantley. I like Patrick Reed. I like Joel. Uh, I like Mark. Let's be honest. Um, and I like my guy, Tiger Woods, but – I don't know, man. But it would just be too insane, I think. You can't even, pick him. Even for Tiger to win. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to go with some value here. And we haven't seen this young gun really step it up as of late. So I'm going to go Victor Hovland. It's, it's that's, that's, that's a good touch. I like that. Yeah. My pick, Nolan, I completely played you. I had to egg you on to not pick him. <laughs> You have to be an utter fool not to take Tiger Woods this week. I never pick Tiger. I'm not the biggest Tiger fan, but I mean, I love Tiger. He's the best player in the game, best player for the sport. He has played at this course 12 times. He has won five and come second five times. You're getting into my uh, stat of the the pod, but he could have missed the last 30 cuts. What's your feel at Tiger Tiger at Sherwood? What's your feel? Uh, Did you ask me? Yeah. Tiger Woods will finish very high toward the top of the leaderboard this week. Yeah. There you go. Tiger Woods will be 60 and still win this tournament. I'm convinced. Yeah. I mean, it, it, because he, he doesn't have to smash it, he doesn't have to hit driver on a lot of these holes. And like I said, it's kind of a mid-iron contest out there. I mean, there's nobody on the planet that hits it like he does. I, I do think – I, the only reason I don't really like Tiger this week is every all, all the guys who are going to be up there this week are going to take huge advantage of the par fives. Tiger yeah. has not taken advantage of the par fives the, the last season or so, um, which here we go, a new leaf. Maybe this will be it. And, you know, the it's a new, new season. And that was actually another stat I was going to throw out there. Tiger Woods has – won his first start of the season eight times in his career, oh. which is like incredible. doing every par five this week. He's going 40 under on the par fives. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Love that. 
I, I would <laughs> be so happy to see just like a top 10. I, it's been so long. It feels like. Yeah. Love it. I, uh, I hope that's the case too. Cause uh, when Tiger plays well, Reed and I make more money. <laughs> well, I was always saying uh, before Tiger won the masters and it was looking like, who knows if he's going to win again. My theory was like, you guys should have all pulled together all the players and been like, let's let him win. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, it benefits everybody. The, the purses go, I mean, the TV contracts get bigger. Uh, just everything about it gets is more money involved. People just want it. I mean, you should see the, the signs around the golf course out there this week. It's just go tiger everywhere. It's incredible how much advertisement is even on the golf course when no fans are there. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Dude, it's just the way that advertising goes through golf is unlike a lot of things, man. Yeah. It's everywhere. I know, Reed, you're waiting for your shot to play with Tiger. But I know, Gino, you've played with him at least once, maybe more. Do you have yeah. any stories? Just once. He was awesome. Uh, it was sheer chaos when we played with him. We played with him uh, at the Quicken Loans at, like, uh, they changed the name of it. It was Avenel and TPC Potomac. Is that right? Maybe that's it. Um, but we get up. They announced Tiger's name first. It was on a Saturday. And as soon as Tiger hits, like 5,000 people take off running. And I was like, uh, excuse me, Joel Damon just would like to hit. Nobody gives a shit. So uh, Joel just hit it anyways with a bunch of commotion. And we get to like the third hole of the day. Uh, Tiger hits one, like to call it 10 feet. And place goes crazy. Joel hits it to eight feet, and it's crickets. <laughs> Tiger rolls it in. Yeah! Joel rolls it in. Nothing. I'm like, whatever. Who cares? That's but, impressive. Uh, I, I mean, it's really hard for you to putt after Tiger just hold the putt because then everyone's running to the next tee box too. Yes. It, uh, and Tiger was actually pretty cool about that. A couple times during the day he would let us go first because he knew it was going to be chaos after he finished. But he actually made four birdies in a row starting on that third hole. He birdied uh, three, four, five, six. And when his fourth one in a row went in, I was like fist pumping on the side of the green. Let's go! You know? And uh, it was really – it was – it was something. And then after the round, you know, we chatted it up a little bit, waiting on tee boxes. Uh, he asked Joel a bunch of questions, and uh, he was very friendly to me. And uh, yeah, and then actually we saw him a couple of weeks later. We were walking – Joel was walking to the putting green, and Tiger was coming off the putting green. And, you know, he gave Joel a fist bump walking off the green. And Joel turns around, he's like, did you fucking see that? Tiger Woods just gave me a fist bump. I'm like, You're, you made it! <laughs> So that's so uh, great. Uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I'll tell you this, and, and Gino as well knows, it's the little things like that that really make it all worth it, man. Yeah, it, uh, that's true, for sure. It, it, it's kind of that, you know, it's, it's, it's the game of golf. When you, when you get to the top level and you're able to succeed and you get to stuff like that, it, it settles in and it's, it's all worth it. Yeah, it's pretty cool being able to get to interact with guys you've idolized your whole life absolutely
Well, you mentioned uh, Joel hitting the shot inside of Tiger. Have you – what's, like, one of the best shots, like, first first one that comes to mind that you've seen Joel hit? Or, like, have you ever, like, tried to stop Joel from hitting a certain shot and you're like, dude, don't do that. It's going to end up bad. And then he pulls it off or something. Yeah. Um, so, I get one veto per tournament. <laughs> uh and truthfully i don't i don't know if i've used one on the pga tour because uh i used i used to use them all the time on the web.com tour because he was an idiot but he's gotten smarter but uh to answer your question the best shot i've ever seen playing the uh the scarlet course in ohio at ohio state yeah uh, reed you might have to help me out is it is the double dog leg par five number four? Oh boy uh it's par five it goes there's uh it kind of goes out and it's a dog leg left and then it dog legs again back to the right yeah i remember it's it, it's it's early in the front line. that's all i can yeah remember. so we'll, we'll call it four but uh if so we were playing there in the web finals uh our second year and it was on a sunday and we weren't pl- we started on the back nine so we made the turn and uh, we're finishing on the front, and I don't. We're in like 60th place or something. And Joel hits. Joel hits it in the fairway. But the way this hole is shaped, if you're on the right side of the fairway, the trees are blocking you out, right. and yeah. you can't you can't go for it. And there's water short of the green, and the green's kind of elevated up a little bit. And there's like a bank, so Joel hits it on the right side of the fairway, and we get out there, and I set the bag down, and I start pasting off I was going to get him a layup number to lay up out to the left and then just have a wedge onto the green and he looks at me and goes what are you doing I was like getting you a layup number and he's like I'm not laying up I'm like well where are you gonna go he goes I'm gonna hit it on, he goes I'm gonna hit it on the green I go you can't hit it on the green I was like for starters it's way too far and second off there's trees in your way He's like, I'm just going to slice a driver around those trees onto the green. I'm like, shut up. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing you've ever said. So I stood there in the fairway telling him why it's so stupid. I truthfully didn't, if you wanted to, we're in almost last place on a Sunday. It's not like we're moving up the leaderboard or going to fall any further anyway. So I really didn't care if he tried it or not. But uh, I made him a deal. I was like, all right, here's – I was like, you can't cover that water with driver off the deck. It's going to go in the water. You're going to make a seven. And he goes, he goes, if I make seven, I'll get you, give you 50 bucks. If I make birdie, you give me 50. I'm like, done. <laughs> and so I just, you know, waited for the green to clear, and I backed up, and I stood there, and I'm like, you were such a dipshit for even trying this. He hits this ball 50-yard slice that lands dead center between two bunkers on an upslope over the water, pops up and rolls to three feet. And he hands me the driver and goes, any questions? And walked off. <laughs> and he taps it in for Eagle. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. It was the, I mean, he, he called it exactly. I mean, there's obviously some luck involved there. He didn't even have a number. It was just a full swing driver slicing it and hope it works out so that was uh that was the best shot i'd ever seen him hit so you didn't have to give him 50 bucks though because he made eagle number <laughs> so yes i well i didn't even have 50 bucks to give him anyway so i'm glad he didn't 
Didn't ask. He but, didn't. Uh, he didn't want to. He didn't want a two putt for fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, right. He probably would have made more money doing that. <laughs> as as Kevin Kisner says, this isn't a hobby. Always yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I got, we uh, we played with Kiz last week for the first time. That, that he's quite the dude. That was fun. I feel like Kevin Kisner does not like care if it's a comp. Like I feel like. He cares more when he's betting with his buddies than when he's like on the tour for me. I would, I could definitely see that at a kiss for or, sure. Or like one week he'll like skip the Masters to play like a home game. Yeah, I, I've got <laughs> something else to do this weekend. Yeah, you're exactly right. He's a, he and Joel are that way both. But so. Let's go to our uh, final segment. We got some questions for you. Okay. And my favorite one we got was from Alex Mitchell 116. It was just super straightforward, and I like it because. Joel is my father's favorite golfer. It just says, when are you going to wear the bucket hat? I actually wore the bucket hat before Joel for a long time. And then he kind of went to it. And I didn't feel like we could be the bucket brothers. Bucket boys. <laughs> the bucket boys out there. I figured there would be a lot of nicknames that I wouldn't really like. So, yeah, I've uh, I went to the baseball cap and I got the half moon Stuart sink look going on most of the time where you know it's not a good look but uh I, I probably should go to the bucket here sometime okay then we got another question from nate ndh01 it asks uh i know you guys have been big advocates of wearing shorts on tour i i think maybe not you're looking at me with some confusion no i i just didn't when you said we i didn't know if you meant me and joel um yeah i'm joel would absolutely love that uh, What's the progress on this i don't think joel doesn't think it'll ever happen either um i don't i don't have a reason for you other than it's always been that way and i don't see it changing although the, the you know the practice grounds the nature of the game yeah this and, absolutely uh, gets under zach's skin he hates the old gentleman's part of the game yeah i'm a new school guy and no i get it and i I mean it makes sense and uh yeah i just uh i i don't i don't see it changing okay hey. we got mikey a rock this seems like a degenerate gambler kind of question but it says because <laughs> uh, how else would you know this if you're not a degenerate it says with joel's consistency recently well, that's not proper grammar. With Joel's consistency recently, what has played into that most? I'm sort of rephrasing it. What's played into his consistency, and you've been able to just keep making cuts through the last several years? Um, he's he's gotten a lot better mentally. Um, he doesn't give up, and truthfully, his his game is kind of. Uh, has become more well-rounded too. He uh, he's been working a lot with his coach out at TPC Scottsdale. His name's Rob Rochelle, a uh, great teacher, and he actually started working with Kevin Streelman recently too. And Kevin's kind of uh, turned his career back around, and uh, it's just uh, just solid. He keeps things simple, and you know when things start going one way, he's able to correct himself and. Uh, he just doesn't uh, doesn't have a really big miss, and he's never in that much trouble. You know, bogeys happen, and unfortunately, we've had we have had a 
uh, a couple big numbers on the scorecard in the last couple weeks. But uh, for the most part, we are able to avoid those. And, you know, if you can make bogey your worst score and uh, throw in some birdies to compensate, you're never going to be that far off. Yeah, then we got one, two more. So we got from Joe Britton, J Britt underscore five. He asked, with all these guys bulking up and uh, blasting the ball, I think he's referencing Bryson there. Are we going to sure. see an off-season change from Joel? We, uh, I mean, some weight weight might be added to his frame, but there will be no additional speed. Uh, I, I would love for people to know Diamond for Diamond. Yeah, no. Uh, Joel's going to get so big that instead of a bucket hat, he's going to need one of those, like, umbrella hats to <laughs> – Cover everything. So, Joel, uh, Joel does this little heel lift thing once in a while when he wants to. And he can get a couple extra miles an hour out of it, and he still hits it really nice. But uh, he's never going to swing it one, even one fifteen in competition, probably. I think I you know, saw the very- other day where I tweeted out that Bryson had like a two hundred and like five mile ball speed. Yeah, I mean, that is so unbelievably incredible. Like, Joel, that's 35 miles an hour faster than Joel. Like, Which is also incredibly fast for a normal person. Yo, yeah. Like, I, I, I am the longest uh, driver of the golf ball at my country club at home. I mean, we've got some good players. And Joel's probably slightly longer than me off the tee. And then you come out, which is very tour average. I would say I'm probably right at tour average. And then you come out here and yeah, Bryson's 35 miles an hour faster. I mean, it's just get real. It's out of this world. Dude, I still remember this day playing with him in Detroit. And he was just fucking sending it on one in Detroit. You guys play Detroit? We did not. Dude, so one was probably. I don't know, maybe maybe 345, 350 front edge. And he flew at like 342 probably. And in the air off the tee, he's like, oh, get home, get home. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's unreal. And then uh, my question, it's the final question. I know that during the uh, COVID, Joel was actually playing some Outlaw Tour events. I think it, it might have been Brendan Todd too who was – no, it was Nate Lashley, who was one of the other bigger names, who was playing. Yep. Were you out there at all with him? And I know he shot a 59. I don't know if it was in the event or just at it, it was not. It was actually, a, I think it was a 58, like just a, it was just a few days before that event. Yeah. Um, I, I was not down there. And he was, uh, he was leading after two rounds by a couple. And I think he might have had a little too many white claws on uh, after his second round. <laughs> but... Uh, I don't think it mattered anyways because the guy who ended up swooping him and winning shot like 62 on the last day or something crazy and right. definitely won it. But, uh, yeah, no, he uh, he had a nice little run down there for a while. Yeah, 58. He said he didn't even know. He thought he shot 60 because uh, he had maybe had a few on the golf course that day as well. You uh, <laughs> and shooting a 58. What's that? Imagine having a few too many and shooting a 58. Well, that's what – yeah, Joel, Joel does that really well. If you, could, uh, if you could have a few cocktails and beers and a golf cart and music uh, on the PGA Tour, uh, 
we'd be on the Ryder Cup team every year. <laughs> uh, now, uh, our final segment before we get going. I know, uh, Nolan, we'll start with you. You have a, a Tiger stat. I may have ruined it for you. Oh, it's all good, Zach. You touched on a little bit, but yeah. Of course, we're um, switching gears and going to the Sherwood Country Club for the Zozo this year. Um, and like you said, Tiger has an incredible record. Now, albeit it's been because the Hero World Challenge has been played there quite a few years, and he's made 12 starts at Sherwood Country Club. Um, and that Hero World Challenge is a very limited field. But usually it's, you know, there's some – cream of the crop in that in that tournament um but like you said he's finished t2 or better 10 times out of 12 with five victories so he's very comfortable around around this golf course so we'll see if he can make some some magic happen it's pretty impressive i mean you think about any golf course playing that well for that long of a span that's pretty impressive yeah yeah that's that's a fact yeah, I got I got some geography for you this week out of Los Angeles, uh, and it's more of a fact this week because it's actually pretty crazy. Um, Los Angeles is home to more than two hundred and forty-four thousand businesses. Think about that. That's a lot of businesses. That's a lot of businesses. Think about two hundred forty-four thousand businesses are based out of Los Angeles, whether it's out of someone's house or out of an office, 244,000. Gino, the best part about this, every single week we do a different trivia where we find something on the geography of where the tournament is. And I feel like I'm doing such a service to Reed. Like it's like a community service act because he gets so happy. I love it. That's a a great segment to do. I feel like that's that's fantastic. And it's a joy. But think about that, 244,000 businesses in one city. That's a quarter yeah. million almost. Man. Incredible. A lot and of there's, only, there's only 300 left thanks to COVID. <laughs> Very and true. Reed, that's almost as many hotels as there are in Vegas, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, uh, I'm Zach. Nolan, Reed, and Gino, thanks so much for coming on. Gino, hopefully we'll have you on again soon. And hopefully Yeah, we'll you bet. I appreciate uh, you guys taking the time. And, uh, yeah, be good. Good luck this week, Gino. Thanks, thanks sir. Appreciate it. <laughs>